Welcome to the Soul Talks podcast, where we equip pastors, leaders, and other men and women in ministry to thrive with Jesus in their life and leadership. Now let's join Bill and Christy Galtier, doctors in psychology, spiritual directors, and founders of Soul Shepherding. We love having Soul Talks with you and are so grateful that you join us and hope that you have a spiritual friend that you or spiritual director that you can be having a Soul Talk with as well and that our Soul Talk conversations spur on good, deep Soul Talk with you and with the Lord because that's where it all starts is in our conversations with Christ. We were talking last week, Bill, about times when we maybe receive a word of encouragement. We think maybe we've heard God. Oftentimes that comes through maybe something that one of his ambassadors says to us, like I had shared my professor encouraging me, saying some encouraging words that my spirit leapt. It seemed like the Lord was in that. I I thought, gee, I think maybe God's speaking to me and affirming a call on my life through what he said. And yet then there were times in my life, many, many, many times when I doubted that thought, oh, you know, maybe that was just me wanting to believe that. And maybe I didn't hear God on that at all. And I must not have heard God because it just hasn't seemed to come true. And it doesn't, it it seems like in hindsight, I was sharing last week that now I can see that this, this area that I think it really was the Lord affirming a call on my life, that the accuser kept trying to steal that from me and kept trying to get me to doubt it and kept trying to get me to discount it. And kept trying to shame me for wanting it to be true. That's what I shared last week. And that seems to be often the case. When we hear God, there's a lot of confusion about hearing God. So this is something that we we teach in one of our Soul Shepherding Institute retreat weeks. We teach on on hearing God's voice because there's so much confusion about it. And then we write a little bit about it in Journey of the Soul in Chapter 8. Because we write about discerning hearing God's voice. And How can we know if it's God's voice or not? And typically the way that we can know it's God's voice isn't what we would expect. We would expect that, well, I know it's God's voice if it comes true because God's promises always come true. His word always comes true. And that is true. But often it'll be decades Hmm. between when that word or promise comes and it's fulfilled. And so what do we do with all those decades? How do we, how do we discern? Was that God's voice? How do I continue to hold on and not lose heart or not, not give in to the doubt and the enemy's attempts to try to steal that away? Decades sounds like a long time. We only get so many of those in yeah. a life. Yeah. Uh, but even when it's waiting um, months, it can seem like uh, an eternity. As we said last time, we go through these different uh, transitions in our life. And so, and uh, I experienced one as I shared around the call to be a spiritual director and I was in my, uh, I was 40 years old. And so this was a, a mid, mid-career sort of shift when one of these transitions. And, but then there was that period of waiting around that. And uh, so the question is, uh, uh, for you, Christy, and your call to be a speaker, uh, for me and the call to be a spiritual director, and we've had other calls. I've had a call as a writer. We've had a call to start the nonprofit ministry of soul shepherding. We each had calls to work as therapists. And so... Well, then parenting, parenting's a call, and now grandparenting. And so these different guidances that God brings us in our life uh, come in in different seasons and uh, different movements that we might make as we follow the Spirit of Jesus. And so the question we're asking for you who are listening in in your life is you're discerning 
God wants to do something new in your life, through your life. How do, how do you know that that's God's voice? And how do you cultivate the kind of relationship with God where it would make sense for God to speak to you, where you're in a, in a position to, to hear God? You have the kind of relationship with the Lord that's, that's conversational, that's, that's trusting, that, that's open, and you're responsive to the leading of the Spirit. One of the things that's so important there is early on in, in our life, and often this can especially be true when we're in the help and discipleship season that we write about in Journey of the Soul, where we kind of want to hear God because we don't want to make a mistake, or we want to hear God because we don't want the personal responsibility of a decision. And so I can remember when I was in help and discipleship, kind of being in that black and white thinking and that fear of God and fear of the consequences of not doing right or not obeying or, or um, not trusting myself and just, God, just tell me what to do so I can just be this obedient student and I can just do whatever you tell me to do. And it was this way into which it was kind of like, well, I didn't want to avoid any, I wanted to avoid mistakes. I didn't want to make any mistakes. And so I was wanting God to just give me this minute by minute instructions. I didn't have to live life with any risk of having to learn on my own or learn through experience or failure or especially pain. And sometimes, often, God lets us learn through experience. It's really experience is the best teacher. And even with uh, Peter, as Jesus is discipling Peter, Jesus didn't like prevent Peter from denying him. He didn't just uh, wire his mouth shut, frozen, so he couldn't do it. He said to Peter, you know, I've prayed for you, and when, after you've denied me, I've prayed that your faith would uh, revive and that you would return. And Jesus was really more interested in the development of Peter's heart and his character and the the progression of his life, uh, moving more Godward and more submitted. And uh, so that's the way the Lord leads us. It's through experience. It's through a journey. It's through ups and downs and uh, different types of circumstances so that we're increasingly becoming the kind of person who is living a, a with God life. And everything that we do is part of our school of discipleship to Jesus. And sometimes people think, well, but God is sovereign and everything happens because of his will. And so I think that it's more like we're just we're just puppets at his will. And sometimes that can get confusing because what you were talking about there is that, well, no, God doesn't override our free will. And yet our free will doesn't threaten his sovereignty. Yeah, so there's an interaction there. And you study the Bible and you just see on every page, uh, you see God takes initiative. You see that God is the, is the creator, the Lord, the, the, the sovereign God. God speaks, uh, but then it's up to us to to submit, to 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 trust, to wait, to listen, to obey, to to follow, and so there's it's an interactive relationship. And God's a personal being. Uh, the Trinity are three persons: Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And so, God created us as persons. And so, uh, personalities have free will and have choice. And so, God God is not controlling every every detail of what happens in the universe. God is presiding over that and working out his purposes through all things. And we live in a world where there's a battle between good and evil, between light and darkness. And so there are many, many of the details of our lives are, are uh, to be determined based on how people trust God, how they pray, how they love. And uh, God is in 
all of God's kingdom with the angels and, and the saints in heaven and on earth are all, all at work following Jesus to uh, expand God's kingdom. Seems to me that it's often been something I've wrestled with is why God, why God doesn't speak more. Um, I'm someone who really likes to, to have interactions and likes to know what people are thinking and feeling in, in our relationship. Bill, when we first got married, I was one that filled the room with the words and you would, you would listen more and you had lesser words and I would pursue you often with, what do you think? What are you feeling? I was constantly trying to, to understand and get, get some words from you about your experience because I so wanted to know you more. And oftentimes with God, I've done that where I've, I've wanted, I've begged God to speak. I've wanted to know, what do you say about this God? And I think, I think God really does want us to pursue him. He wants to be wanted. He wants us to listen, but I think that he knows when we're ready to hear what he has to say. And I think many of the times when I pursue God and I beg God to speak, it's my heart isn't ready to really hear what he would say. Yeah, and I, I think that when you do hear God uh, communicate a thought, a feeling, um, an intention, a purpose, uh, an idea, an image, uh, a word comes through uh, through a person, uh, a scripture j- jumps off the page into your heart. I think it's easy uh, for you and, and for all of us to not he- receive that as God speaking to us. And so we will we will take these these experiences, the, these expressions of the still small voice that we've received, and we'll we'll put those over in a category like, well, that's kind of like not that big a deal. But then when we look at the people in the Bible, the men and women of the Bible, it's like, oh, they heard from God. That was like, you know, amazing. And there, there was an audible voice and there were flashing lights and there was a powerful, glorious angel. And I think a, a, a lot more of the experiences in the Bible than we realize are very much like the experiences that we're having in our life. And part of the challenge is, is that we read the Bible and it's like the best of the best all condensed over many generations, hundreds, even thousands of years. And then we take, take our, our life and we think, well, there isn't really that much there. But if you just were to take all, if you could remember all of the touches, all of the words, all of the experiences that you've had from God and, and put those in one place, it might be a more significant body of knowledge around hearing God's voice and receiving guidance and, and empowerments and blessings than, than you're, you're realizing. I know that was true for me before we started soul shepherding. You'll remember, Christy, and, and I, uh, we were discerning as God called us to do this, and we got together uh, friends and, and leaders who had experienced our ministry, and we asked them the question. And one of the things I did was is I took excerpts from my journals over the years of all the different times that I had heard God's voice or gotten a word of encouragement or had some impression in my in my heart, and I, and I condensed that. And it was like 20 pages it ended up being and shared that with, with all of our team there. And, and they said, we believe God has called you to start soul shepherding. And one of the reasons was based on those, those writings. And so that exercise just reminded me of what I'm saying to you who are listening, that you, you, there are probably more uh, touches and words than you realize. And if there's not that many, the other side of it is, well, let's start today and you can learn better how to discern God's voice, God's presence, God's touch, God's encouragement. And and we really, really want to encourage you to like 
write that down. Say that to somebody. This is an important part of Soul Talks because what we really long for in Soul Talks is to share the deepest experiences of our lives and of our hearts. And there's nothing deeper than our relationship with God. And so when we share with somebody how we're experiencing God or what we're sensing God say or, or that we're not experiencing or hearing God, it's like the most intimate stuff. It's, it's vulnerable. It's precious. It, it's, it's from our heart and it's for eternity. And so to find someone that we're safe with, to share these things with and to ask for empathy, to ask for prayer, that's why you talk with a spiritual director because a spiritual director is, is really trained at listening this way and, and guiding uh, in, in the way of the scriptures, in the way of the Holy Spirit. And uh, we all need this. We all long for this. Remember, one of the things that has really been a problem for me in this whole area of hearing God has been comparison, because I I would tend to compare hearing God and how other people talked about it with my experience, and that was hard for me. I remember being at in a charismatic setting where lots of people were talking about that they were hearing God, and God said this, and God said that. It just seemed like they were constantly hearing from God all these things, and And it made me feel like I was a bad Christian or like, well, what's wrong with me? I'm not hearing God. Or I personally, to this day, I have not heard God audibly ever. When I would say, have I heard God speak to me personally? I would say yes, but audibly, no, I haven't. And I, I remember one of our Advent seasons journeying with our Advent cards, our Surprising Joy Advent cards with Joseph and one of the things that I experienced in my journey with Joseph through Advent was, yeah, I, I think if I was Joseph, I would have been upset that an angel came to Mary and spoke to her and I just get dreams. Why does she get to hear from God directly or our ancestors, you know, or, or Moses, he, his face glowed or I would compare myself and feel like, well, what's wrong with me that I only get a dream? And yet God does seem to speak to us differently. And Joseph, thankfully, didn't seem to get stuck in that. That didn't keep him doubting what God had said. He acted in obedience. He acted with confidence in response to those dreams. Also, at one point, uh, listening to just John Orberg made this, this brief comment about how God allowed Joseph to decide to divorce Mary before God came to him and told him, not to. In other words, as Joseph, I would have, John didn't say this, but as I was reflecting on this and I was just thinking about, again, if I was Joseph, I would have been seeking God, asking God what to do, and I would have expected that God would speak to me, reveal what he wanted me to do before I made the decision. But that's not the way God did it. God allowed Joseph to come to the decision to divorce Mary before then God came and appeared and gave him his vision for Joseph. Yeah, and clearly what's going on there, what we know about dreams psychologically, is that Joseph was wrestling with this decision. Mm-hmm. He was, uh, the Bible tells us that, that he was very anguished. He, he, everything he knew about Mary was that she was a holy, uh, loving, faithful uh, follower of, of the law, and that, uh, but then she was pregnant, and so she must have had uh, sex with somebody and broken her vows to him, and it, it, she was, he was so distressed about it. He was so torn up, his own reputation as a righteous man, and, and yet she could be stoned to death for this, and 
he just was tossing and turning in his bed, no doubt. And so God speaks to him through the dream. And that that's not to say that there isn't any psychology going on in this dream. And all the things that we know about dreams that we've studied, um, that I know as a psychologist, I love to listen to people's dreams. And, and you and I share our dreams with each other because we can oftentimes learn from that and even hear God's voice or God's guidance through a dream. And Joseph's dream was not necessarily some amazing supernatural manifestation. It wasn't necessarily all that different than dreams that we have. But he was able, he was a man of God who had learned to hear God's voice, and he, he learned to, to, to know and to trust that God was speaking to him through that dream. I mean, those of us in, right now, many of us have probably had an angel visit us in our dreams, and maybe we didn't know it was an angel. Hebrews tells us that angels come and visit people, and they don't even know that it was an angel. And so sometimes we're, we're, we can relate to what you shared, Christy, that I think that as you are sharing with your struggle, that sometimes you will minimize your own experience of God or sensing God's presence, hearing God's guidance, and, and compare yourself to other people, whether it's people in the Bible or, or people in the world today, and think, oh, they're really walking close with God, or oh, right. God really speaks powerfully to them. Mm-hmm. And so the, what we're doing there is we're sort of will idealize somebody else's experience and then devalue or diminish our own. Yes. Yeah, that's been a real temptation to me in the comparison there. And yet I think God... To, to realize that God wants a personal, intimate relationship with each one of us and that he knows the, the way that we can best hear his voice and he knows the timing to which we'll be most open to mm-hmm. it. But I think he does want us to seek him. And I'm sure Joseph was seeking him in that decision. Yeah. And maybe Joseph had sought him in that decision and but he, he felt he had to make a decision and that was the clearest decision for him to make and seemed like the most righteous God honoring decision, but maybe he didn't have a piece about it. And maybe, mm-hmm. maybe that's when then God knew, okay, now he's ready. Maybe he wouldn't have been ready before because he needed to be able to wrestle through all those other issues. And I think, I think we need to trust that God seems to be very select with his words to us. Yeah, and so we can learn to hear God's voice. Uh, we teach that all the ways that God speaks in the Bible are ways that he still speaks today to people uh, on the earth and especially in the body of Christ. And uh, you who are listening, uh, along with Christy and me, we live in a world where a virgin birth happened and could happen. A virgin could give birth to the Messiah we live in a miraculous world. We live in, a, in the kind of a world where God can speak through a burning bush or the parting of clouds in the sky or uh, somebody being knocked off a horse by a bright light. And uh, these kinds of things still happen today. And in the S stage of the journey of the soul, uh, in our book, we talk about the Christ stages of faith. These are stages of emotional and spiritual growth. And the S stage is the stage of spirit-led ministry. And this is the stage where discerning God's presence and God's guidance, uh, hearing God's voice becomes more normative in terms of how we live, how we operate, that we are learning to be led by the spirit. That's not to say that we are 
always receiving verbal directions. It's not like that at all. It's not like we're hearing an audible voice. It's not necessarily that we're always like certain of God's voice, but it means that we know that when we need to receive guidance from the Lord, he will bring it in a multitude of ways from uh, little ways of uh, something that we, we, we come across in our daily life or something we read in the scripture to uh, bigger ways if somebody gives us a word of encouragement or uh, out of the blue we have a certain dream and we listen to it or we're, we're just going about our life and, and a, th- a thought comes to us and we can sense that's from God's presence. Uh, this becomes a part of our life that we don't want to act except as we are led by the Lord. And as we make our decisions, we're looking for open doors, closed doors that is the leading of the Lord in our life. And and that's the most fruitful, powerful, joyful, uh, anointed uh, ministry and work that we can do is when we're living in that S stage of spirit-led ministry. Yes, and it's also true that God speaks to us in every stage. In Journey of the Soul, we do talk about how what it what it's like to hear God and God's speaking and acting in our life in the C stage, in the H stage, in the R stage, in the S stage, or the I stage, the S stage, and the T stage. In every one of those stages, God speaks to us, but, it, but we hear it differently and in different ways that we're discerning it. And oftentimes in, in help and discipleship, the main way we hear God is through reading his word. And that's the way we expect and most receive God's instruction, his voice. In the spirit-led ministry stage, it's it's more of a discernment. It's more of we're, we're better able to understand the mystery in it all, and we're more submitted to it. We're not fighting it so much. We're not as resistant, and it's it's flowing more. But we, we unpack the differences of hearing God in the different seasons of our life in the journey of the soul because it is different in each season, and it's helpful to understand that when we're journeying with people, because the people that we're journeying with, that we're mentoring, that we're offering spiritual direction for, that we're pastoring, they're in these different stages. And so if we're going to participate with God, we need to understand the ways that we are, are most easily able to be open to and receive to hear from God in the stage that, that those people are in. And sometimes in the later stages, uh, we aren't sure what God is saying. Um, but we still need to make a decision. And so, I mean, this is true in any stage, but in the later stages, there is a greater confidence and comfortability and uh, sense of attunement with the Spirit uh, and with God's will, such that even when we're not sure what God is saying, we are in a place to, to do the loving thing, uh, the next right thing, and to do it in submission to God with, like I was saying, the open and closed doors and trust that as we are beginning to step this out, that the Lord will guide us. Um, One of my early mentors, uh, Ray Orland Sr., always told me, you know, Bill, well, let's just walk it out with Jesus. And so there's so so much wisdom in that because we don't always know what God is saying. And sometimes God doesn't want to explicitly say, do this. Sometimes God wants us to walk it out with him step by step, and he'll, he'll confirm or redirect as we go along. And so in our journey, we, we grow in comfortability and confidence with this uh, attunement to the Lord's presence. Jesus, we are so grateful that you are our good shepherd and that you know your sheep, that we hear your voice. That's what you tell us in your word in John 
that your sheep hear your voice, that we know your voice, we recognize your voice, and we flee the voice of the stranger. So Lord, I pray for each one of our listeners today, each in this community, that they would grow in confidence that they can hear your voice and that you will be speaking in intimate love to each one of them. We thank you. We praise you. Amen. Thank you for joining us on the Soul Talks podcast. To find out more about growing in your life and leadership, subscribe to the podcast and visit us at soulshepherding.org. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram 